Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. You're listening to the Royal Rumble MVPs on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets main channel on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes and all good Android podcasting sites. My name's Ross McLeod and I'm joined today by some MVPs of our podcasting world. That's well, they're replacements, but still, you know, we're joined by people. If you'd like to have a look at our MVPs, our team, you can go over to suplexretweet.com and you can see the MVP style product we produce on Suplex Retweet, our normal channel, and Suplex Retweet Extra, available all the same stations I mentioned before, at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, and Suplex, Suplex Retweet community is where you can tell us about your Rumble MVPs and your favourite Rumble moments. Now, let's meet the panel. First off, this is a man who recently left Morrison's meat counter and was struck down with what we all thought was bird flu. Is this because he fondled the chickens and Morrison's? Not for me to say... Not for me to say... But please welcome the poultry pumper, Jack Graham. Oh. So that's what you mean by getting the bugs. Hello Jack, how are you? Oh. <laughs> Up next, a man whose recent engagement proves if you get a girl drunk enough, she'll say yes to anything. Please welcome <laughs> Daniel Campbell. Pot <laughs> oh <my> Don't <laughs> ask, you don't get. This is coming from the master of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Up next, a man, who, a man who Gary Kernahan describes as white viscera. He's ESSR's largest love machine. He's Alan McLucas. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, I've got a lot of love for everyone. <laughs> I like to share the love. And up next, the winner of 2019's Royal Rumble quiz, a man who tortured Scott for years, over 44. How fitting was it last week that he went out in round four? Please welcome fifth place in the 2020 Royal Rumble quiz, he's David Hockney. Hi Ross. You know what, I was expecting much worse from you there given I the think the fact, I think the fact that I brought up the Rumble quiz hurts you more, I've never yeah. seen somebody more fizzing. Yeah, I was fuming <laughs> because of numbers as well, because that was, oh, no, no. furious. 
And finally, the bellowing tones of the only ring announcer who doesn't need a microphone. He's the loudest man in any ICW crowd. He's Quacky Oh, hello. I'll say this in a quiet voice <laughs> to just prove the point that, yeah, piss off, Ross. Quacky, he's like one of the greybeards in Skyrim. He, even a whisper could kill the world. <laughs> Right, so today's show, as we mentioned, is all about Royal Rumble MVPs. What makes a Royal Rumble special? Is it someone who eliminates a lot of people in consistent rumbles? Is it someone who has multiple wins? Is it someone who's amassed a cumulative time that's quite impressive? Or is it just someone who's always a threat? Someone who makes a Rumble feel special? The likes of John Cena and Roman Reigns, they're always there or thereabouts. So, we're just going to go around the panel today and we're going to pick our Rumble MVPs. We're going to start with David Hockney. Mm-hmm. David, who have you picked for your Rumble MVP? The person I've picked is someone who, over the course of 11 Rumbles, has accumulated over five hours of time in the Royal Rumble match itself. Now, he's never won the thing, but I think the key to being a standout player in a Rumble is longevity. And nobody's lasted longer in a Royal Rumble, like, collectively, than Le Champion Chris <laughs> Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. His best time, 2017, and that was his last sort of official Royal Rumble, excluding Greatest Royal Rumble, obviously, he lasted over an hour. But more often than not, he lasts at least half an hour every single time, getting at least maybe one or two eliminations both times. And you know you say, you know, most eliminations could prove like they're a proper MVP. Now that is true, but look at the number of Royal Rumble winners who had probably there or thereabouts the same number of eliminations all because they survived until the end and I think that's the key to a Royal Rumble MVP is that there's their rate of survival like how long can they go and Chris Jericho has by far gone the longest compared to anyone else yeah well Quack your favourite of all time mm-hmm. is Chris Jericho do you agree with some of the comments oh yes absolutely however sometimes um, I mean whether it's debatable or not he's quite good at Staying down low and evading things, and that obviously extends the time. However, it's all clever, and it's all things that I like from Le Champion. <laughs> you need to say it properly, David. Le Champion? Is that better? No. That was worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Let, almost. Let's just say that's now the official advert for Brexit there. He doesn't have. A- <laughs> He doesn't have a deep voice, but when he does these things, he goes look very gravelly. A little bit of the bubbly. He goes gravelly. He goes yeah. full quacky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly, polo, bubbly, polo. <laughs> uh, Alan, there always seems to be someone uh, that lasts, you know, that hour or that, you know, that 40 minutes, but. Chris Jericho, a lot like Shawn Michaels in the 90s, is always that guy that's entrusted to be the Iron Man. He's someone who can, you know, we see daft spots with the likes of Jack Gallagher with the umbrella. We see things like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, uh, promos with Enzo and Cass when he was number one and uh, Colin Cassidy was number two. You know, there's just so much entertainment value in Chris Jericho. As David says, he never eliminates many people in the one Royal Rumble, but he always brings a bit of entertainment value. Oh, absolutely, that's it. He's, you know, if he's in, the fans are going to be entertained, he's going to 
reactor. He's also very good at putting people over. So that spot you mentioned with Jack Gallagher, that put him on the map for a lot of mm-hmm. people because a lot of people don't watch Two Five Live. Mm-hmm. So look, who is this guy, Umbrella? Oh, well, hang on, Jack seems to be getting off on that. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it helps. Rephrase that, please. <laughs> Jericho did actually tweet uh, the other day. It was a. Uh, it's a throwback to when Jack Gallagher got an umbrella stuck in Chris Jericho and he retweeted it saying I absolutely love this. He did and you know it's a very solid shout you Mm. know he has the full package Mm. Jericho has the absolute lot he's got the charisma to pull off he's got the technical ability he's got the physical ability in regards to endurance to actually keep performing Mm -hmm. just We've watched guys, you know, and these guys are supposed to be the fits to fit, and you know, 10 minutes in, and they're absolutely pissing the sweat. Look at mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, yep. 30 seconds, and he's drunk. You know, he's clearly no fit enough to keep doing this, but Jericho goes on, and other than the fact you can see his hair's getting messed up, and <laughs> he's starting to look like, you know, got the shockwave's gorilla got him, <laughs> you wouldn't actually know he'd been in there for like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Daniel, something David touched on when he made his point was that he's never won it, but a lot of the time, Chris Jericho's WrestleMania feud is determined either at the Rumble pay-per-view or in the Rumble match itself. Best example, 2003, he got Christian to do his entrance for him and then snuck up behind Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels first eliminated with very little offence. You know, he provided that big pop and it led to a storyline to one of the best WrestleMania matches of the Ruthless Aggression era. You can't deny that. He absolutely, when he when he had that programme, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, you were gripped it straight away from that promo they did, was it December or maybe November mm-hmm. they did that promo and on mm-hmm. the highlight reel? <sighs> Just from that moment you thought, okay, there might be something there. Rumble comes along, you're like, oh, we're going to get it, particularly when Michaels comes back later on mm-hmm. and actually tosses Jericho out. Yeah. That spot sold it for me. He minded the car. <laughs> and, and it was, it led to one of my favourite WrestleMania matches of all time, like Jericho and Michaels. Like, He's, he's brilliant at what he does. But the best in the world at what he does? Maybe. Yeah, but on that note, actually, How two, dare two, you two guys. Guys. <laughs> statistically, Chris Jericho's best rumble because he eliminated six people and lasted 39 minutes on the dot. Nice. Damn. Well, we're going to go to Jack there, but, you know, nice, <laughs> wee, bit, nice wee bit of analysis there for, from Alice David. That's man. That's plenty. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, Jack. Uh, Jericho, as we said, is there, is there much more we can touch on on Chris Jericho in a Royal Rumble match? Nah, I don't ever just call maybe a bottom rope hugger. Yeah. In the sense that like that's how he gets his length and he just mm. he knows what he's doing. He's always an enjoyable watch. He's always someone that's going to get a, a cheap pop, an easy market. Uh, the fans mm. is going to be there. Just a, a good, reliable person to have in that match to mm. get enjoyment out of it. So he also he adds that bit of star power. You know, twenty thirteen. Uh, did have a lot of star power and the likes of you know Dolph Ziggler at his peak. You know you had John Cena, you had Ryback, you had Randy Orton, you had the Big Show. But his return, you know, you know he the feud with Dolph Ziggler. He lost the loser leave Raw match. He comes out in number two, another long spell. Have you got the time he lasted, Dave? Yep, uh, 2013, 47 minutes. Like 47 minutes, and it was just such such a pop you know they see the camera shaking because the arena is just going wild for Jericho you didn't think you know his 2012 return could be pop, eh, topped sorry but then that pop just proved you know he's a timeless competitor ah he just has that he is just 
the hip factor he is he's mm. just the start anywhere he goes he's going to get that mm-hmm. right he could come back even with his AEW affiliation now he's still mm-hmm. going to get that <sighs> yeah it's just he's just one of those people he, I think his attitude era his WCW days his ruthless aggression days he's someone who has caught the imagination of so many eras of wrestling um, as we know in WWE they like to wipe the record of people that have for whatever reason betrayed them in any way <laughs> or done something that they want to wipe off the history books or whatever I'm just wondering are they going to try and push somebody to have that someone like Daniel Bryan to have that kind of beat the 5 hour record well Daniel Bryan's hour and 13 minutes in the Greatest Royal Rumble they've included the Greatest Royal Rumble in canon mm-hmm. some of his 459 is included in that um, but I think you might be right someone like maybe Finn Balor the NXT guys are in this year he's already went an hour and one rumble but it will be quite a while before it's a race because the closest person is Triple H at just over four hours as we mentioned on last yeah. week's rumble quiz oh, just like, he'll, he'll he'll catch catch him, yeah. Yeah, Triple H will jump yeah. in just for 37 minutes Not he didn't really contribute much given his greatest Royal Rumble appearance because he only lasted like three minutes he was last one in wasn't he yeah last one in and only one elimination Oh, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. yeah. He, him and Shawn Michaels always seem to eliminate Shelton Benjamin. It's just a, yeah, it's a mean, horrible thing for Shelton. I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels eliminated him two years in a row as mm. well. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we move on to Adam's <laughs> pick for his MVP, do we think, and I'll just go around the room and you can give a wee 30 second explanation, do we think he should have won the 2012 Royal Rumble? Bear in mind, he ended up in the WWE title match anyway at WrestleMania. Do we think he should have won it, or do you think it was right to have Sheamus won it, uh, David? Yes, definitely, but I think he should have made his 2012 return in the Rumble match itself, and then won it. Because rumours have it that the only reason Sheamus won was just for the sake of a surprise, because Jericho seemed too obvious. But, you know, at the end of the day, Jericho did get his WWE title match at Mania, so I suppose the ends justify the means, but it would have been great if he got a Royal Rumble win under his belt and this would have been the time to do it so yeah he definitely should have something I will say is that 2012 Rumble did not have a lot of star power Jericho was needed for that mm. and it was needed to be announced I think but on the subject of Seamus being a surprise I don't know about you Alan but I looking at that Rumble prediction at the time I thought if it was going to be a Smackdown guy it was going to be Seamus and if it was going to be a Raw guy I think it was obvious it was going to be Jericho yeah, pretty much, and I think it was right to have Seamus to win that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we got the, arguably the greatest ever intro match at WrestleMania. Thank you, <laughs> Quacko. And I don't think there's any As great as Jericho is, mm-hmm. I don't think he could have pulled off a six second match, whatever it was. He couldn't have done 18 it. 18 seconds. 18 seconds. <laughs> but let's be honest, actual physicality, you're talking about five, six seconds. I don't think Jericho could have pulled it off he's ah, the, the, the kiss was a solid 11 seconds so that's a big part of that well Seamus wasn't involved in the kiss the, the foreplay <laughs> went longer <laughs> but it was an important <laughs> part whereas great I don't think he's a guy who's believed was getting the power to knock somebody at their feet that quickly uh. and take it because him and Daniel Bryan there's not much difference because between Seamus and Daniel Bryan, it was about sixty pound of difference. Mm-hmm, so it was believable. Mm-hmm. And, and just, as David said, and you said as well, he got his WWE title match. You know, it was a good match. Um, so I still think it was the right move. Jack, do you think Seamus should have won that Rumble, or do you think it should have been a sort of feather in the cap of Jericho, just the last thing he's not really done? Yeah, I think, I think Jericho should have won. It should be the kind of only thing to kind of top that he's not mm-hmm. done yet. I feel like. 
Seamus is someone at that time he could have put on a good bet he would have won a rumble at some point mm-hmm. and with Jericho being about that time you didn't really know how many appearances he was going to make left yeah. how much time he does actually have to win a rumble so I felt if there was a moment of should have been then because Seamus could have won it however many years after or whatnot. Uh, Daniel Jericho or Seamus for me Jericho it would have it would have added to me for me it would have added a lot more to the the title match mm-hmm. with Punk because you're thinking he's came in on this momentum of he's just came back and won the Rumble mm-hmm. that really puts him as a credible threat mm-hmm. and what they did storyline wise was brilliant enough but I think if they had the Rumble win in there would have been a bit more something I will say just before we move to Kwaku for his opinion um, I always feel see if it comes down to two people and. Jericho and Punk already had the interaction on Twitter, no, I'm the best in the world, stop stealing my gimmick, blah, blah, blah. When the storyline's already there, I don't think the Rumble wins there, whereas Sheamus and Daniel Bryan had no history, no further interactions. I think the Rum- the Royal Rumble match itself was needed. Uh, Quacker, obviously, you, Jericho's your all-time favourite. Do you think he should have won it, or are you happy that Sheamus won it? I'm too? happy Sheamus won it because mm. it led to that epic match at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, you could have had that epic match without the Rumble win. Yeah, but it just added that extra layer, and it made it concreted why it's a main event match. Because remember what we said about first of the list that that the first show, the first match is just as prestigious as the last, mm-hmm. and because Sheamus was going in as a Royal Rumble winner, it was a main oh, event. Oh, thing you run up to that. Was Sheamus not unbeaten from between the Rumble right to that moment? He I had. I don't think he lost a match. His face turned. He sort of turned face against Mark Henry. He lost to Mark Henry, but it was by count out, so he was protected. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, as you said, SummerSlam onwards, unbeaten, mm-hmm. unbeatable. Yeah. Because he, he ran through everybody. He was like the new Undertaker on SmackDown. That was who Teddy Long put you against. <laughs> Such a good match that WrestleMania. It was so, actually. <laughs> I took a bit of my sandwich, I turned away, took a bit of my sandwich and the bro kicked it hand and went, what happened there? Three <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, David's um, MVP is Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. now moving on to Alan. Alan, who have you got for your MVP? So I've been toying between two mm-hmm. and I thought, I was kind of going to go for the obvious one, which I no doubt will be mentioned probably later on, Stone Cold, but then I thought, I can't do that, it's just too dirty. So I had to go with my main marker. I went for The Rock. Nice. Hmm. Bit left field and we have an analysis here. Dave <laughs> wasn't the only one that had time to lunch. <laughs> okay. So he actually appeared in four rumbles. Mm-hmm. The boss he ever finished was seventh. That was his debut one in nineteen ninety-seven. Vader eliminated him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does four include the one when he helped at Roman? No. 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 His last official rumble entry was two thousand one. Wow. Last so, to eliminate the round last week. So, kind of like Dave, his average time in the Rumble is around a half hour mark. He mm-hmm. spent just around the two hours in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, you're getting half of the match with him in it. The most electrifying, most entertaining wrestler, in my opinion, ever. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see anything like it. Uh, just to continue again, on obviously how he's performed. 98, he was a runner up. Mm-hmm. He came in at number four. He was the Iron Man of that Rumble. Mm-hmm. 51 minutes 32. Kind of reminds me you talked about earlier on the bottom road, bottom rope hugger. He did that several times. My favourite moment is when I believe it's Cactus. No, it's Cactus that beating down. Uh, is it Chainsaw Charlie? Chainsaw Charlie, that's that. And he gets it up to go involved. He goes, nah, he goes and lies in the corner. <laughs> and he's also like, you end up screaming, die, Rocky, die. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm sitting there going, that is just beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously next time you 
he enters his rumble is 2000, which the great one won it. Yep. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says, he won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, the whole I, big show debate. Yeah. Yeah. He won. <laughs> uh, 2001, again, he had a really solid run in that. He came in at number 13, lasted just under 40 minutes and came third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think obviously a lot of that, obviously the, the half hour average does come from the two rumbles themselves, uh, the 2001 and the 1998 where he came runner up. I really do enjoy the spot in the 98 one where eventually Chainsaw and uh, Cactus realise that we can go after him and they've got the bin on top of them and they're just beating the bin to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like kendo sticks and chairs for minutes on end. Um, he is someone who hasn't been uh, in many matches as you mentioned, he's only been in the four, but his appearances at the Rumble pay-per-view, the, the undisputed title match with Jericho, the WWE title match with uh, Mankind, he's certainly a Royal Rumble pay-per-view MVP, <laughs> he's one of these people just, I think he's kind of like AJ Styles just now, AJ Styles is going to be in the Royal Rumble this year, but you don't picture AJ Styles being in the Rumble, because he's been in the WWE title match so often, <laughs> and you seem if you forget that AJ had that electrifying debut in the Rumble, and you forget The Rock lasted, on average, as you mentioned, yeah. half an hour. And other things where, like, some people don't include losing the Rumble as mm-hmm. a loss, mm-hmm. right? So some people are like, oh, you came here yeah. from the middle class. So if you're going to go over that logic, he's only lost once at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view his whole career, mm-hmm. and that was to Jericho. Exactly, not exactly a... He's won the WWF title and WWE title, and I quit match 99 against Mankind, and then he beat Punk, Punk. and he Punk's reign. And then he's mm-hmm. performed consistently well, and he's won the Rumble. And he, for my, me personally, I know a lot of people in here think the 2001 Royal Rumble is the best ever. I love 2000. I was watching mm-hmm. 2000 last week, and seeing things I forgot about. What happened? It was absolutely tremendous. <laughs> Great pay per view, and it's only two and a half hours. <laughs> Can I ask for much more? <laughs> take the NXT, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> Triple much. H, take the Attitude Era logo, uh, sorry, style to NXT for their takeover. Yeah. They're only two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel. Something obviously Alan mentioned the Royal Rumble 2000s. It's sort of like an attitude era, you know. Who's it's basically the cast of here, uh, SmackDown 2. Very much, yeah. I, do you think Rock comes in? I believe 24, 24, 25. Number 24, 24. Um, and that Rumble, there was only really two obvious picks to win that Rumble. There was himself and Big Show. Do you think that Rumble could have benefited from Rock coming in earlier? And do you think we'd look better on The Rock if he won from an earlier number? I think my opinions of Rock entering at 24 was the like the best position he could have entered. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had entered early, then a lot of the sort of comedy segments they were trying in the Rumble, particularly with Kai and Tai doing the run-ins. Yeah. Well, half of Kai and Tai by the time The Rock's in. Yes. Yeah. Takamichi Noka's knocked out in the back. <laughs> but um, so it was Fanaki. No, no, Taka was. Yeah. Taka no, no, Taka was. Uh, he's right. Did yeah. I apologise? Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I, I, I know my Kai and Tai. <laughs> I guess it's always right. Thank you, David. Yes. Uh, but when we, when you look at Rock's performance in that match, it was easily the best way they could have gone with it. If Big Show had, like, if they actually decided to go with that angle, of Big Show actually being the winner, mm-hmm. I think people would have maybe Sarah done that, yeah. like quite a lot. But having Rock win was just the best way they could have done it. And I did like is. His attitude afterwards, because he did have that sort of character in where it was like, yeah, I don't care, I, I, I won. And he just goes, <laughs> yeah, you're right, you might have hit first, I might have hit first, but I still won and I'm going to WrestleMania deal <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. 
No, exactly. He's, he's pro well in the night. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care what you're going to do to me. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's somebody really the smack down in the big show, which he does because he wins, of course. So, it was a brilliant, it was, was superb. And the thing is, as well, just for timing wise, guess how long he was actually in the match for? The one he won? Mm hmm. He's in for about 50 minutes, I think. Not far off. 14 minutes 47. Nice. <laughs> he's, he's only in 97 of his debuts, the shortest of peak appearance. 13 minutes and one second. Because I know he gets eliminated by number 30 uh, in the 97 rumble because Vader comes out and he just goes in a big. Vader was the monster at the time, he just goes in a tear. And Rocky's the new guy at the time, so it's just out you go. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like when Mark Henry comes in and sees Jack Gallagher. Out you go, take your brolly with you. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is a quite a left field pick. It's not somebody I'd have picked for the simple fact. His rumble appearances, you know, he helped Roman, but he wasn't in the rumble. He beat Punk, he fought Jericho, he fought Mankind. They're more the things you think of. You, you forget that one, that he won one, and two, as you mentioned, half an hour on average time. Going the Iron Man, runner-up 98, you know, a young guy only lasting 13 minutes still, it's fair enough. But then 40 minutes in the 2001 rumble, and that is one that's almost labelled as possibly the best of all time. You know, you've got The Rock, Austin, Undertaker, Kane, Haku, as we learned last week. <laughs> Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew Carey, Rikishi, you know, Kane, the Hardy Boys. So many great people in that. And is it true he's only got 10 eliminations? Is it 10 all in? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A 10 all in. That's from last year's rumble yes. as well. Also, like, is it the Tom Brown in 98? That's what made him. Yes. That's the breakout. Mm-hmm. Because that had no pull power, that Royal Rumble field back. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't many stars. You had Shamrock and Austin. That was really it. So the fact that they put the trust in this young guy who somehow had managed to turn the whole world against him <laughs> and go just piss them off, just go mm. and just let Steve throw you over the end. And the way they did it, it just made him and it just that's the moment you knew he's the guy, he's the future, and it just made him. It's something that legitimised I think Austin as a face as well, just before we move on, because he'd won the year before. Yeah. They did the whole final four. Austin doesn't go to WrestleMania, it's, Brett, it's Undertaker and Sid. And this sort of legitimised Austin. This was the start of Austin's rise, but at the same time, you knew Rock wasn't going to be far behind. They were keeping him on the boil, just under Austin, just waiting. And then one year later, WrestleMania, the main events, those two guys. Mm-hmm. So, an outfield pick, but some. I pick I'm going to give praise to because it's my favourite wrestler of all time as well. <laughs> Any excuse to talk about the Rock's good with me. Uh, moving on to Jack's pick. So Jack, who have you picked for your Rumble MVP? Well, I'm stuck between two. I think I might just say two because it's both for the same reasons. Well, say one and if somebody doesn't take the other one when we go, come back right, later. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I know when I when I watch the Rumble I can get a bit bored at times depending on who comes in like your Zack Riders and your oh. Wally and Mojo <laughs> Mojo will give you Zack no see there's a time that's like kind of, oh there's no excitement so you get a photo that come in maybe adds a bit of light entertainment a bit of kind of stress relief a bit of a kind of good time so Santino Morella's my Royal Rumble <laughs> oh my god yes yes what you have he was mine he was he's been like 10 seconds in the whole rumble he's walking here and is that 10 seconds not fantastic I'm no, no, man, you're you're not not yourself in that 10, 10 seconds, seconds Santino Morella's in that time where I've not you stop hanging out with him he is bad for you he does have the four Royal Rumbles he had and he, he popped the crowd every time 2008 
Number three, he was slapped about by Undertaker and Shawn Michaels to ignite the crowd. He always pops the crowd. <laughs> 2009, eliminated in one second by Kane, popped the crowd again. The final two with Del Rio. <laughs> It's that was, and then the next year 2012 we mentioned Jericho he comes in later on at that one we could have used Jericho early doors and that for the lack of star power but him and Mick Foley with the whole Sockle versus oh, Cobra. Oh, yeah, that's classic. Yeah. And just. It's etched as one of the best Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble moments yeah. ever for me. So, down. what was it that sold it for you? Was it the, the last two? It was the last two. Yes. yes. It was definitely it was the, the Sockle yeah. versus his wee snake thing. See, I know I'll, I'll let you run in a minute, Dave, and then we'll go to Kwaku for Dave, a bit. Of, <laughs> likely going to be sacked. Kwaku for a, a bit of General. the other side. <laughs> <laughs> But it is it, it's the sort it's the Leicester City syndrome, it's the underdog, it's the unexpected guy. You know, he I remember watching the twenty eleven Rumble, he gets knocked out by uh, Ezekiel Jackson as soon as he comes in. Michael Cole makes a point of saying on commentary. This guy is a combined ten seconds in the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> Over two Royal Rumbles, and then he lies on the outside. You think Del Rio's won, you think this is so predictable, you know, the whole destiny promos on the way up, and then you just see him appear, and it's like, oh my god, they're, they're gonna do it because it was that this was the midst of the PG era, this was when they were trying all this cartoony stuff, and you're like, there's a chance for a second, all logic because you think back now and you go, he was never gonna win that, but at that moment. All logic goes out the window. I think everyone that everyone that was watching at that point thought, "This is what I want. Uh-huh. This is what I need." Santino Morella yeah. and I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, and I was, I was hyped. I can't deny I was the same. No, <laughs> then one month later again, Santino Morella getting to the final. He, he eliminates Wade Barrett. He eliminates Cody Rhodes in the elimination chamber. <clears> yeah. And then he gets to the final two with Daniel Bryan and it's just that heartbreak moment. Can I just say, I've said some outlandish things here. <laughs> I've never seen Dave look so angry in my life. Right. Wow. Except for one other time. Right, well, uh, right, well before last we... Week. I <laughs> okay, Dave, why are you angry for Jack's personal opinion? Aye, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, right, we've, we've talked about the greatness of Santino, you know. Like Jack loves Jack. it. I like you. I like we're going to let Quacko gush in a wee minute. But, Dave, t- why do you not like the Santino thing? What, what is it? I'm sorry, but I just. Santino was a guy like. I mean, don't get me wrong, he, I mm. thought he was actually really talented in the ring, but. Mm. I just could not take his character seriously. I mean, I know he's think you're not though. meant to. Why would you? Oh. Can, can I? No, I mean, I guess he's supposed to be comic relief and all, but you cannot tease he's not him winning the Royal Rumble. Because, like, even if it's against the guy who's probably as green as grass as Del Rio, but I just thought to myself, I could not picture myself watching WrestleMania with this guy main eventing. Can I just interject, sir? Yeah. Ten years ago, would you believe Daniel Bryan would end up, would end up main event in WrestleMania 30? Any WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. No. I didn't that, that, that was, was it, but no, but the point is, have you seen him? Right? Imagine you go back in time, you speak to your younger self, and you go, by the way, he's going to main event WrestleMania 28 and 30. Would you believe that? Maybe. Bullshit. No, you wouldn't have. I. <laughs> Can I ask? Yeah, there we go. Fear on. There's honest as you did. Take the Del Real moment. Yeah. 
he's he's revealed that he's still in the rumble. Mm -hmm. What what was your reaction to that? I was like, no, 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 Shut no, up. no. Yeah, I, can I, <laughs> yeah, seriously? Yeah. Uh, can I? Oh my god. Can I? Like, see, <laughs> there's no help. See twenty eleven. See seventeen year old Josh. And the reason I get really annoyed with like the the AEW marks and the people like WWE's rubbish, like those people on Twitter, is because when I was like seventeen, I I will open it. I was one of them, and I was at the time like, no, 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 no. I I, I didn't want Santino to win. See if you gave me that now, I would lap it up. See if Brock Lesnar's standing in that ring. So you've seen the error. Yeah, yeah. You... I mean, not completely because you're still <laughs> weird, but. <laughs> You've seen, you've seen the error of your ways then, See, and I, you've rectified it, whereas we still go this star studying that for a PhD in Bornettism. See, uh, Mixed up with a bit of Meltzer, Meltzerism uh, in after school class. I'm calling the new Fandango, brought later the last two, Fandango eliminates us. See, oh, that's, that's a big one. Like dream. Oh, I see, see the thing. one just going... <laughs> see the thing is, see now, see Brock Lesnar, see if he's standing in that ring Sunday evening, jumping side to side, and Santino's music hit, I'm all for it. I, I don't want another I don't want another 28 people there. I want Santino there and then you know, fighting Brock. You know who'll be the perfect man to eliminate Brock Lesnar this week? Our truth will make it happen. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh see, so that's amazing. Why wasn't that amazing then? So would you, would you take our truth as the one of the Royal Rumble? No. But I would like to see him eliminate Lesnar, but not win it, if that makes sense. Do you know, oh do you know God, something I just thought mate, of? Just... listen up a bit! So, so you want one of these legitimate ripped big, big guys to win it? No, not necessarily. But... See, Dave, I I did, as I mentioned, I did used to be the whole, like, oh my God, it has to be it has to be this guy, and it has to be, it has to be legit, and it has to be, you know, it has to be someone who's a great wrestler. But then you realise that's just boring and it is a bit yeah. of a laugh. Like. And it becomes too predictable. Yeah. And then you're... Like the biggest... I mean, I'm sure of you that with the biggest main event things that you've reacted to and don't even lie to me, I know it. The inner childhood, the inner like just excitement of you is when it's the unconventional thing. And then that's where we get space to people on internet like Jim Barnett and... Call it. I, I call him Bornet. Alright, I've just made sure. I call Bornet because I don't want to say his name properly and no, it bores me to hell. Because <laughs> he always says the same thing that uh, yeah. the, the people are not £300 these days and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they're doing all this and all that. And then you get wrestlers that are scared to try and do things to entertain us and shock us purely because of people on the internet like him that just expect wrestling to be this rigid thing that fits into his prehistoric brain and then, and then you're not allowed to enjoy it like I was speaking of point he may have mentioned later on but Kofi Kingston he was such a rumble gimmick and then all of a sudden he goes to Wrestlemania last year and wins the WWE title and I sat beside you in a hand and you get angry because we were all talking during that match Yeah. and you were engrossed that moment yeah. and that was the utter underdog story yeah. mm -hmm. that that was so no offence I've seen complete hypocrisy here yeah, that, that was the ultimate that, something I always say I always talk about when people talk this guy's buried this guy's ruined this guy's this this guy you know you've got guys like Heath Slater that spent three years doing nothing and then all of a sudden he was the most popular guy in Smackdown becomes Smackdown tie champ yeah no guys ever fully buried Kofi Kingston was the you know the oh I'm walking about with my Jamaican accent man and then 
all wow. of a sudden, wow, all uh, that was his gimmick. That was I'm from Jamaica. No, I know, but it was just a bad self. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad. The joy for friends. The self will rise again. It was. It was just a comedy gimmick. It was an ECW guy. It was nobody, and then he's became this guy. You know, Santino Morella. Maybe if we turned around and went, you know what, he is actually a legitimate MMA fighter, but that's boring. Look at Sonia Deville. Mm. Look, look at, look at Plus, Santino was actually one of the best US champions in the last decade. I think he was a great US champion. He was, champion. He was actually a decent US champion. He was a brilliant US champion. So you can imagine him getting the title and giving him a chance, give him a six month run, mm-hmm. see what happens. He won the Intercontinental Championship by being a fan. I mean, why not? And you also want me to call the old table without even... Now you're arguing against yourself, so there you go. Thank I just you. like to see you. <laughs> and... <laughs> mic drop. And that's, a, that's another one that's bust us wide open. So now we all agree that Santino Morello... Oh no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. He's doing great, he's not good at all. You've brought the best pick so far, in my opinion. Thank well you. done, Thank <laughs> Good luck, Daniel. Maybe Dave's going to explode. He's literally I'm watching the camera here. He's like, he's I going to explode. He's cheating, Carl. <laughs> Top Santino Morella, Daniel. Oh. <laughs> I actually think the running order you were meant to be last night. I don't know why I picked you third, but that would have been a great I do fear moment. for the future of, <laughs> of this show if Santino is going to be a humble MVP. Well, look at there is another thing though, as the, as the lovable loser, look at WrestleMania this year. The biggest pop we had, bar Kofi Mania, was Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You know, on a pre-show, you could hear the you know, we're all talking, the TV's on low, and yet we can hear the crowd chatting, chatting we want Hawkins, you know, when Ryder's in the ring. You know, they're chanting, you know, let's go Hawkins, Hawkins, Hawkins. You know, it's, there's just something about it. Some, someone you don't expect, as Quacko says, it becomes boring. When it's, you know, it's the final, you know, Shinsuke beating Roman in the final two is great. But then, that's a face guy. Someone like Adele Rio needs to beat someone even more lovable. And a goofy face like Santino, who's only ever lasted 10 seconds in a rumble, over two rumbles, is the perfect foil. This is so funny the way he fought you eliminated him and he starts to the trumpet. <laughs> stick on commentary but Jerry Lawler cheering for him go on Santino go on M- Matt Stryker's the sort of you know he's the in-between guy and then you get Michael Cole full heel mode Phil David Hockney going no no and again it just Randy Orton being eliminated by Del Rio doesn't do it doesn't get the heel heat you want in Del Rio Santino does I think there's a there's always a see when they brought Roman Reigns out last, yeah. so Randy Orton would get cheered. That's the sort of reverse reaction. Right. It was Santino last to get Del Rio booed. I mean maybe I don't fully understand it, but You don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you clearly don't. Right, sorry Daniel, we're cutting into your time, Daniel. Who is your Royal Rumble MVP? Well, my MVP it's not a main event guy. It's as someone that any time I've seen this name appear in the I swear to God, match, you picked Bastian Booger, he's thrown a can in your head. No, say Bastian Booger, I'm walking. I'm not, I'm not saying Bastian Booger. Say Bastian Booger. Say Bastian Booger. Say Bastian Booger. <laughs> my pick, Bastian Booger. No. Uh, my. Yeah, that's going to happen here a lot now. Um, 
Now, my pick's someone that any time I've seen him appear in the Rumble match, I just can't help but get this big grin in my face, just smiling, just like, I can't help but love the fact that he's there. And it's any time the countdown goes, and all I hear is, Oh, <laughs> oh yes! <laughs> the first ever winner, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh yes. I, like any time, like I think, what was it? What was the first one he just randomly showed up in? Was it like 2008? Uh, 2009, nine, I think. Nine, yeah. Yeah, he just, I'm in RVD with a surprise. Yeah, because yeah, I was watching that one and I was I actually just kind of have a grin, just like, I did not expect Hacksaw to come back. And then he started doing it like kind of semi frequently, like over the years. I'm like, I'm actually loving that this is becoming a thing now, that mm. Hacksaw's back for a run. And then there was a period of time he actually got a run on SmackDown, I think. No, he, he was, was uh, a, on Raw. He was in a team with Santino, yeah. his yeah, best pal. <laughs> Super crazy. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I just can't help but think that Hacksaw already has the distinction of being the first ever winner of the Royal Rumble. And I will actually, I want to ask you guys this, because one of my friends at work kind of gave me this question, and I want to get your idea about this. Does that first Rumble count? Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't on pay per view. First WrestleMania wasn't on pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rumble. I gave that. That was the same argument I gave. If back. we're going to include the greatest Royal Rumble, we're going to include the first one. Yeah. Screw. It. Well, we're all inclusive here. We'll happily go for it. <laughs> yeah, I think it always gets lost in the shuffle because it was a it was a trial show. Yeah. You know, they trialed the actual Rumble match on multiple uh, house shows. And in the nineties, when they weren't drawn, they used to advertise Royal Rumble matches. Uh, mm. They were all, they always used to be won by Own Heart. By the way, Own Heart's won more Royal Rumbles than anyone. <laughs> um, but they trialed the match. It was something big they needed, you know. Yeah. Right before that boom period, you know, they'd had WrestleMania, they had Survivor Series. They now need something else, something to build. And you know, the first ever Royal Rumble was mainly about a tag match. Yeah, well, who was it again? Was it, I think Hogan was in the main event? I'm sure. As, as usual, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I absolutely think it counts. You get the yeah, likes of Bret yeah. Hart and the Ultimate Warrior in there. You don't yeah. throw these people in a match that isn't for anything. Well, I don't think. Of course. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that, that Royal Rumble was only 20 people as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, no, absolutely. I, 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 include, I mean, you would include the one at 40, but the only one. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Well, David love that. Like, no, Santino. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. Get your stupid steak sock puppet in the bin. Well, we all know what your secret Santa is next year. <laughs> yes, let, let's talk about a legitimate man. Let's talk about a man called Hacksaw. Hacksaw's the cut metal, yet carries around a bit of wood. <laughs> 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 let's talk about something realistic, like, you know, an undead mortician. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when you, when you pick at the fabric of wrestling, it's all stupid. You might as well just enjoy it. Yeah. Let us not forget they once had a guy who came from the moon. There you go, Max Moon. Oh, God, I hope he's number two in the number that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brock Lesnar standing there getting ready. Introducing number two, Mantor. Mantor. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing number two, the Shockmaster. Yay! Like, you'd break it that the Shockmaster. <laughs> No, yeah, Hacksaw's a good one. Hacksaw, first ever one. It's just a shame he never... He's one of these characters of the 80s, you know, that rock and wrestling era where he was such a draw, such a a well-built guy, but he was never included in the title match because the title matches were always for people that seem to need it. You know what I mean? Like, we'll we'll have maybe one or two big stars that get a title and to make it interesting, we'll have a big monster go after them. Whereas he was, you know, USA personified except in WCW where he turned to that vicious 
terrorist organisation and they're off Canada. Firebound Jim Duggan and that last one he appeared in, I just remember the chorus of booze when he got eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people went after him. That's the point of what you want. The, the, the sh- what people would call us the stupid people mm. or the stupid picks to come in and you want the pop from the nostalgia. That's what you want. Mm. You don't want necessarily always the 30 top guys coming in after yeah. the room because you'd be like, oh god, well, why did he yell when he hears it about him? And, and, and they take it too seriously and they'd lose. The fun of it. Mm-hmm. The women's Royal Rumble, one of my favourite moments was Vicky Guerrero coming out. I love oh, that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The first one. Seeing all those legends return as well in the women's Rumble, that's what was, that's what felt so good about it because you know. But yeah, you don't like Santino Barella. Who is a legend? Uh, He's back to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> if Hogney disagrees, it means it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> if he agrees, not true. Your case is null and void. Not true. <laughs> not true. Fuck. <laughs> No, Hacksaw's a good I don't know much more I can really talk about other than just going back to Santino. I No, but as, as Quacky mentioned, and as Alan mentioned as well, you know, the, it's the legend, you want to see the, that's part of the fun in the rumble, you know. Yeah. Hurricane was in for four seconds, but you know, the pop he got, yeah. the booze when John yeah. Cena eliminated, the, the pop for Rey Mysterio, the pop, you know, Obviously, we know NXT guys are going to be in it this year, but the, yeah. the years when NXT guys showed up, you know, it's the unexpected and that again Santino being second unexpected that makes the Royal Rumble match you know what I mean the biggest callback I ever remember is Bubbery Dudley coming back oh, oh yeah, yes. that was yeah. Yeah. I jumped in my bed yeah, I was in my bed I jumped in my bed you know, you know what made me jump out my seat though 2011 Booker T returns like when the Nexus, T, yeah. the Nexus was just like ganging up on everybody mm-hmm. like, I literally just jumped when I saw him here is when I heard his music I looked like Diesel later on in that same rumble I was just like yeah. you're joking mm-hmm. like I actually yeah, was the like the fact that it was Kevin Ash and the Diesel character himself yeah, yeah. no I think uh, Bubba is a good shout as well because He's someone that wasn't really advertised heading into it. Like we knew they were talking about getting ECW guys. And, you know, you seem to forget because the Dudley's had such a prolific role in the tag division in the nineties and the two thousands. He's an ECW guy. Mm-hmm. Also, as well, at that point, he finishes the cordons for TNA, mm-hmm. but the TNA records were still coming out, and he was still heavily involved in TNA at that mm-hmm. point because he just lost the heavyweight title, and the eighties and eight were starting to dissolve. And mm. he was still heavily involved week in, week out, and all of a sudden, boom, there he is in the Royal Rumble. Nah. It was last, the shock factor. Mm. No, there you go, the shock. The shock that factor! factor. <laughs> <laughs> God. Not yet, yeah, that's another great pick. We've had some great picks, you know, we've had left field Santino Morella, we've had The Rock, who you seem to forget is such an iconic figure. I was a left figure. field pick until somebody <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like when, someone, when someone picks Santino, all of a sudden the rock seems a bit more... Yeah. <laughs> 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 rock, rock originally to me was, why, why, why? And then he said Santino and I forgot he even picked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've I'm had Jim Duggan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we've had Chris Jericho. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about Quacko Aji's Royal Rumble MVP. And just to give you a wee hint, when we go to the break, we're going to play a wee song to give you a wee hint on who he's picked. We'll see you in five.
in his head, get rid of your fears, no time for the tears, because we gon' make it. The future is ours, cause we got the power in the palm of our hand, give him the chance, you know, we gon' take it. And when it seems everything's wrong, and the pressure is on, that's when it's time to be strong. Just look in the mirror and wipe your face, step up to the plate, cause it's time to be great. So come on and embrace the new day, come on and live life a new way. Don't stop till you reach the top, and while them haters keep hating, you'll be winning a race. Push your wish, it's the wee man and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. And welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. And if you haven't guessed who Kwaku Aji's pick for a Royal Rumble MVP is, the floor is now his. Kwaku, tell us who your Rumble MVP is. Yep, so my pick requires no stats whatsoever. No nothing, no nothing. Just appreciate everything that happened because my pick is Kofi Kingston. <gasps> Shock, horror. That man, can I, for, I'm gonna talk about the obvious one out there. It's his, the way he saves himself each time. Mm-hmm. He is just phenomenal. We start off 2012, when the Miz pushes him and he's on his hands, he pushes him by the feet, he does a magic handstand, crawls his way back towards the steps, puts his, rests his feet on the stairs, and I like how Michael Cole always says, remember, he needs to have both feet on the ground to be eliminated. Brilliant stuff. Then we move on to 2013, which for me is my, one of my favorite ones off the wall, purely for JBL's reaction to it. So he gets uh, shoved onto Tensai's back, he gets put onto the table, uh, kicks Tensai away, he's like, give me the chair to JBL, JBL's like, what, we are? Give me the chair, give me the chair. Paul goes his way back in. Absolutely fantastic. I just love the guy. Um, I could go on and on about all the stuff he's done, but I'm just going to say Kofi Kingston, MVP of the Royal Rumble because who is it we consistently talk about? Who is it we consistently talk about the way they save themselves? Who is it that consistently entertains us each year and keeps you guessing what's this man going to do and he knocks it out the park? Kofi Kingston, prove me wrong. See, it, it goes to the point you mentioned there when I believe it was Baron Corbin trying to eliminate him in 2018. 17. 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he slips and catches himself on the post. Mm-hmm. And if he did that the first year, he was doing the saving thing. People were like, genius. He's set a bar that high for himself that people were like, man, that that, that this year's one was a bit disappointing. You know, there are so many spots he does, Jack, and you're like, <clears throat> if that was a standalone one, You'd be like, great, because he's got a reputation to uphold. You're just like you're expecting the unexpected from him. Yeah, he does. It's that he's never because of that. I've never seen him as a viable pick to win the rumble match because I think he's always needed for that kind of spot. So in that in that kind of way, you can kind of see he's a bit of a light-hearted belief, much the same vein as Santino Morello's a light-hearted belief. I I could compare the two. You could put both up in that point is they're both MVPs for the sponsor they need to be mm-hmm. 
So he, I, I can't, you can't argue with Gold Kingston. But see, that. now that he's won the title, he's had great matches and all that kind of stuff. I do think this is a logical step for him, and I would love it if he did win this year's Rumble. Personally, every chance he could be number two coming out to Brock Lesnar. I just get it five to nine seconds again, or even like a drop some sort of. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be, that would be a kind of interesting scenario for that to happen. Same time though, if he's going to pull those same effects out as a Matty see he's in the Rumble there. See something as well that comes with Kofi Kingston. It's star making power for someone else because he is so beloved. You know, you remember, you know, 2018 he lands on the pile of pancakes, which by the way proves my fear for years. See these people that get thrown out and land on their back and they're just like, ah, and their foot haven't touched the floor. And I'll just be like, crawl back and put your foot back in it. And he's done that so many times. Like he hasn't landed on the floor, he's landed on pancakes. But, um, that was my favourite one of the lot. It's definitely the most inventive. <laughs> um, but the Starling, can you imagine someone making their debut? The buzzer goes just as Kofi lands in the pancakes, and instead of coming down the ramp, say Andrade from NXT kicks the leg away or kicks the pancakes away and officially eliminates them. The booze. Oh, the oh that would be perfect. Because Cody Rhodes got it uh, one year, see the year of the pogo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets back in and then Cody eliminates him straight away and you see Cody reveling in it. Cody in 2012 was the Iron Man for that match and because of Kofi, he just get that extra level of heat there because it's what the people come to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just something I'd like to ask you though but because he started these tricks in 2012 mm-hmm. the first time we've seen someone save themselves in that manner was John Morrison in 2011 mm-hmm. do you think Kofi would have had this sort of run of saving himself if John Morrison was still there or do you think they saw the pop and saw how athletic Kofi was and just went right you go with it I mean there's an element of truth in both because Let's be honest with Kofi, he would always want to do something like that because yeah. it's all about maximizing the thing you've got yeah. in a certain situation. And while he maximized, because I mean, it was one of the rumble when he was trying to save himself, and both Purple Dallas was coming out and like it cut a countdown off him and like nobody could care that he walked in like literally yeah. it was such a shame they just cut straight back to Kofi and say how's this man gonna save himself and just last year's one I loved how he did like a breakdance kind of halo where he was basically um, a halo's like basically spinning on the side of your head but he was doing it with no hands with the ring assisted and then he did it again that year when he kind of had a sunset flip with Xavier Woods and got himself saved again so mm-hmm. he did kind of the two two for one special in that one so I'd with New Day feuding with Miz and Morrison Alan do you think it would be a good idea to have maybe Morrison be the one to eliminate Kofi I think this might be the dream scenario where the two of them mm-hmm. That's okay. what's yeah what's he both of them and one of them has to take the other one out because you like they fight on the barricades so I, like, I, I don't know like, I don't know like for example Kofi's over the top rope and he's holding on, he's swinging back up, Morrison boots him in the face, he manages to cling on to the railings and Morrison's like, no, stuffy, he'll jump under the rope, try and jump over or jump over whatever and the two of them are doing each other on like the railings or mm-hmm. the steps, this is the year they do it, um, yeah. there's nobody else in there, I mean I, I don't think 
anyone except like Lesnar or Roman Reigns or anything like that, not eliminating them. Yeah. No matter, this is the time to give us that dream moment, that mm-hmm. big pop. And as you said, you know, Dick, um, you talk about the, the quiet moments, it's all in between maybe 13 to maybe 23. Mm-hmm. That's the time to do it, get the two in and give them that chance. Something I'd maybe like to see is maybe one end of the ring. Miz goes to eliminate Kofi and the other end Big E goes to eliminate Morrison and they both land on a barrier each and they're both trying to get back in mm-hmm. and they both Morrison eliminates Big E Kofi eliminates, eliminates Miz and then that leads to that showdown with they two I think had Brock Lesnar not announced himself number one they could have been a really good mm-hmm. number one and two and then they could have obviously as Alan mentioned the quiet moments 13 to 23 odds uh, Daniel they, that's when you bring it those Big pop moment. See this whole Brock Lesnar being at number one. Uh-huh. I just don't get that announcement. And also, what if he wins? The only thing I can think of is they're going to merge the two titles together. The only thing I think of. They can't because oh, nah. of the network. I, I don't see him winning. See with Brock Lesnar. The Royal Rumble story is not needed there. I think whoever eliminates yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Kane. Yeah, my understanding is that it's got to be Kane. Yeah. My, my, my understanding is that whatever happens to Brock in the, the Rumble. Rumble match is setting up his WrestleMania mm-hmm. program. So I think if he's going to be dealing with that, that can leave room for Kofi and Morrison to have their moments. Yeah. But I, I would just love that just to see Kofi and or even just like Kofi and Morrison match to work their way around to the events tables and they battle back and forth on the tables. Mm-hmm. And that way, like you, like the guys in the ring can have the little kind of like rest period, you know, just mm-hmm. chill under the bottom rope or something. And the crowd are just focusing on this battle going on at the ringside. And then eventually, like one of them gets knocked to the floor, the other just leaps to the ring steps and saves himself. And then the other partner just comes in, knocks him off the apron, and just goes, "Ha screw you." Fair <laughs> um, right. Well, obviously, Kofi Kingston. I don't think any of us can disagree as a Royal Rumble MVP is someone. Right, you, you. Y'all, y'all look forward to seeing them. You look forward to what the stunt's going to be, and as we mentioned, you know that disappointing quote, you know, air quotes, you know, elimination in 2017, just goes to show how big he's taking this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's even spawned into the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, Naomi was doing yeah. it uh, last year. Just did the chair spawn. Mm-hmm. And then you go look at look at the heat Mandy Rose got when she pulled her back out of the ring. Mm-hmm. They, that. That builds that moment. It's See with the pancake oh. thing, I did like the way they pogoed him over Jinder Mahal. Yeah, yeah. Just missed where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember as well. Didn't Casey Canzaro do something similar last year? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that she like managed to like wrap her legs around mm-hmm. the turnbuckle and just pull herself up, and mm-hmm. now she's doing that as her entrance. <laughs> yeah, well, she really decked it last week in NXT. <laughs> I saw that actually. <laughs> I love how we're sitting here. Fight the six men that could not do that because <laughs> she nearly fell. What an amateur! We try it and tear it. She's been away for months. Give her peace. You're the one that brought her in here. Oh, piss off. Right. <laughs> anyway, somebody bring the remote for Hawkins when you hit the mute button. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to go with uh, for my Rumble MVP. I'm going to pick one that's not as obvious one because we'll talk about that later with the listener ones. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes finished third in the 2009 Royal Rumble. He lasted just under an hour. Him, Teddy Biasi and Randy Orton ran that Royal Rumble. He always seems to put in a star-making performance in the Royal Rumble. Ironically, he didn't do it in Stardust. But um, 
The 2012 Royal Rumble is one we've spoken about, you know, we spoke about lack of star power, should Jericho won, should Sheamus have won. In that Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes was the Iron Man and had the most eliminations. He lasted 41 minutes and 55 seconds after coming in at number four. He had six eliminations. These, when we talk about the lack of star power, the good thing about that is it allows someone else to step up and Cody, you can see he's, I've been critical in his past, he's constant digs at WWE, but you can see the frustration there when there's moments like this, where there's moments like the feud with Sandow and the money in the bank, when there's so many star making opportunities and this could have been a moment to launch him, you know, from undeniable to undesirable, ironically. <laughs> uh, Jack, what have you thought about the likes of Cody Rhodes and Royal Rumbles? Apart from you saying his name, I've never thought much of him. Mm-hmm. There's never been someone that's been in the back. Even when I was thinking about coming to this, I was thinking about, right, who's, who's my MVP? Cody Rhodes never came to mind, but then as soon as you said him, it makes complete sense as to why he would be a Rumble MVP. So he's definitely a sleeper in that kind of sense that he is someone that should be up in that category. Yeah. He is the seventh all-time cumulative, uh, cumulative time spent yep. at a Rumble match. He's been in a Rumble match for 3 hours, 50 minutes and 53 seconds and considering two of them were nearly an hour each, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's an impressive feat. I believe he was only in five Royal Rumbles. That's right, yeah. He, he is, as we mentioned before, Alan, a, a bottom rope hugger. He is a, <laughs> he's a typical bottom rope hugger, but we've seen with his eliminations, the likes of Booker T, Kofi Kingston, Jerry Lawler in the 2012 Rumble, he's that guy, He's he plays his role to spoil the party. Mm-hmm. He's there to ruin the fun. Right. From a character perspective, he's given. Mm-hmm. He can do it all. And you know, I think in his current situation with EW, he's deserving of the praise. He is the most mm-hmm. over wrestler in wrestling right now. There's no doubt about it. I came out echo what Jack was saying, I would have really considered him until you mentioned the points. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you can, you can see why he is a shout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's one of these guys, he just. <sighs> He knows how to get a pop for himself, but he knows how to make someone else get the pop. He's a he is a team player. When you think about it, he is a workhorse as well. He manages to make an entertaining stuff, and he's sitting and watching. I think that's something you need when you're watching the round. You need somebody to you need to think. All right, this is going to be an hour, maybe an hour ten minutes. I need to be able to think. Somebody's going to be just going to have to keep my eye on this, and I can keep me open to entertained. He's a guy that can do it because he's got everything. Do you know, and we mentioned he's the guy there who ruined the fun. We mentioned Jim Duggan earlier, 2012, Cody Rhodes eliminated him. <laughs> Booker T, the pop he got in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, Cody Rhodes eliminated him. The great Cali, thankfully, Cody Rhodes eliminated him. <laughs> Jerry Lawler gets the pop, he's in there for 43 seconds, Cody Rhodes eliminates him. We mentioned Santino, how much fun Santino is. Cody Rhodes eliminated him. We Thank mentioned you, how Mick Foley made that match, you know, the Sokol against Ant- Santino. Cody Rhodes eliminated him every single time. So, is he the gimmick killer? Or is he the pop buster? He's the... He's just... Bob. Bob. Before, before. <laughs> yeah, before. Exactly, yeah. He's the legend killer. Bye. Let's just call him the Bob buster. Yeah. <laughs> Cody the Bob buster. <laughs> and he is one of those people that... He always played the role well in WWE and a Roy- when a Royal Rumble came around, he was someone that could put in a shift. He is the the old style Southern wrestlers, not the ones, you know, Jim Bolnet goes on about. Back in my day, wrestlers were white, 300 pounds and died of 50 like the Lord intended. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's, that's, now, now do you 
see my yeah, feet no, no, Chuck Barnett, you right. get what I mean? <laughs> the Locker Tanner Dresser to Dot 50. <laughs> remember the Rock and Roll Express? No one remembers the Rock and Roll Express except you. Until Power started, no one remembered them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but uh, back to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Did I just have a momentary blip here? I don't know what the heck just happened. He is, as well, we talk about the pop kill. Goldust. Goldust made his return in the 2009 Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes just goes against the family, throws him out. 2013 throws him out. Every time Goldust made his return, Cody was the one just to ruin it. <laughs> and he always plays that role so well because as much as he's a face now, when he plays that heel, he seems much more comfortable because he is everything you hate. He's in shape. He's got a hot wife. He's rich. He's good looking. He is. You, you see that man go, I, I wish I was you. When I saw my Honor United in Edinburgh <laughs> and, and just the two of them together, I was like, you two have just He's been made a madam to He can pull that psychopathic, cynical look out. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just he turns his eye and you can see you're a bastard. Yeah, he definitely has that yeah. sinister look about him, even though he comes across as like a very sort of uh, calm sort of facade a mm. bit. But he has that sinister streak about him and that, I think that's what really makes him stand out in the Rumble. And you know, like you said, most eliminations one year, he's an Iron, he's an Iron Man style competitor, but nobody would dare take a second look at him. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually uh, quite a quite a clever trick to have. Which yeah, is a, Cody Rhodes. Which is a shame because we talk about the likes of Roman eliminated twelve, Kane eliminated eleven. You know, oh, you know they went on a Braun Strowman thirteen eliminations in the one Rumble, and then you know they go on about these things to build these stars, and then they didn't build on Cody when he eliminated six in the one year you know you don't have to say so can you now kind of no 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 I can, I can, abso- I can absolutely yeah. see yeah. but then sometimes it is a bit it is a bit no no no, no no absolutely mm. there, there, there's a line and a lot of the time I do believe it's acceptable it is certain times I'm just like oh piss off like it's I mean it's not going to eat by peace and jam anytime soon <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not a big bar. I do feel, yeah, you, you could go stop going on because it's not necessary. However, you can understand where he's coming from because, like, I, I, I never, he was not my radar mm-hmm. until you said that. And I'm thinking, well, actually, no, that's quite cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is that typical, like, fu- f- ad, like, using so many words, anti fun police kind of guy. Yes. Which <laughs> is a lot of fun in itself. It's funny. But, um, yeah, he, he really should have had a main main event stay in WWE or something. See when you think back, actually. Can I think many bad matches he had? No. Mm-hmm. And that that is the thing, though. It, it, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying not to, you know, you know, the likes of Ric Flair and Roman Reigns and John Cena are Rumble MVPs, but we're trying to bring out people like of Santino and The Rock and stuff like that, you know, to go, no, actually, I... I and then you want to go back and you look at these matches and you look at them, you're like, oh, I know. they were really, really good in that. So we have, we did put it out to our Facebook community, we did put it out to Twitter that we were having this discussion. We wanted to know who you thought was a Rumble MVP. Who did you think was someone that makes the Rumble special? And Scott, no surprise here. For me, Kane is a clear MVP uh, for having the most overall eliminations 
Oh. If it wasn't Scott saying this, you'd agree. Shut your hole. <laughs> for me, Kane is a clear MVP for having the most overall eliminations and having the most rumble appearances. John Morrison is an underrated MVP, spectacularly avoiding eliminations before Kofi was doing it. Now you know who I stole that point off. <laughs> Thanks for that, Scott. I kind of wish I said Kane, they're just a piss Scott off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean Smith submitted two. He said Rikishi, especially for that. Yes! Especially for that 2000. You know, that, that oh, moment yeah. in Madison Square Garden. It's just, it's attitude era defined. Mm-hmm. You know, when Scotty Too Hot, he comes out and stops him and Grandmaster fight and go, no, 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 let's have a dance. <laughs> I love that. It was amazing. Um, you weren't originally to be on this show, you posted on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit Jericho. <laughs> Stephen Wilson says you can't look past Jericho. <laughs> you can't look past Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Always guaranteed to last a while. Punk also always put on a great rumble show and you think about that as well, 2014 and 2011. He went away. Yeah, when I I found it funny when he he always had the microphone on the floor and he was just Mm. talking absolute rubbish and held the court. I loved it. Uh, Sean Smith again submitted Ric Flair. Derek was scheduled to be here. He was really excited to talk about Ric Flair. We'll have a wee conversation about him because he's the original Iron Man. That's where it came from. Uh, David Campbell said Rumble MVP isn't about wins and elimination it's about who you look forward to seeing the most for me that's Kofi Kingston thank you (laughs) (laughs) so let's just have a a wee chat about Kane though because he appeared on Smackdown this past week we think he'll probably be in the match I think either him or a big show will be number two someone big to go against Brock to make Brock look threatening you know just so he can throw this big guy around but he's been in 19 Royal Rumble matches. One is Isaac Yankum, one is Fake Diesel, and 17 is Kane. He eliminated 11 in one match, which was a record for over 13 years. He has 44 eliminations all in. And then you just you look at the, the people he eliminated in that match. Raven, Al Snow, Perry Sartre, Steve Blackman, Grandmaster Sexy, Honky Tonk Man, The Rock, Taz, Albert, Crash, Scotty Too Hotty, and The Undertaker. He he went through the when you look up Kane on Wikipedia in the 2001 Royal Rumble, there is a big bracket, you know, where it usually says who eliminated each person. There's just a big bracket from like number 12 to 19, and it's just Kane. Just <laughs> one one Kane. Because that rumble, we look back in it fondly, you know, the hardcore match broke out. And during up, that was when they tried to get Kane down, and he's just like, nah, throwing people over the top rope at 10 seconds. My favourite Kane elimination is Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Kane's in the ring himself, he's cleared the ring. Honky Tonk Man comes in and goes, Are you hanging on a minute there, big fella? I'm going to play a little song. <laughs> he gets the guitar, and Kane just decides, No, he takes the guitar off him, like John Belushi in Animal House, and scalps him over the head with it, and then just goes, Bye bye. <laughs> He's just someone that's had so many great moments, you know. Even when it's not directly him, the R Truth ladder spot. It's, it's him looking yeah. at R Truth, and it's the wee, it's the wee facial movements for the small bit of his face you can see, and he just looks at him and goes, "No." There's <laughs> someone else you could put in that vein of Cody Rose being a ball buster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he definitely. Can, yeah. 
It's like when Santino entered in 2009, Kane eliminates him in like less than a second yeah. or, or, or a second on the dot. And then you just, when you cut back to Kane after Santino's like shocked face, you can see he's actually Kane's got a bit of a, bit of a grin on his no, face. He's like, yeah, I did that. Do you yeah. think though as an absolute travesty that man has not won the rumble? Yeah. he has. Mm. He has missed a Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I think he's someone. A good company player, as we mentioned before, but sometimes just saying yes to everything maybe went a bit against him because yeah. he should have been that. That 97 to 2001 Kane should have been a multi-time world champion. I think he just, it was unfortunate at the time he was there. The Rock, Stone Cold and Triple H were on the, the path to mega stardom. WWE champion one night? One night, aye. Uh, the, the only extended runs with the world titles have been ECW and the World Heavyweight title. Uh, so it is a shame, but he is somebody that's up there. Uh, Alan, you mentioned Stone Cold yeah. earlier on. Ten eliminations in one match in 1997. He's a three-time winner. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think someone will get to that popularity stage again where they'll win three Royal Rumbles and the fans won't like, you know, just be so against it? Yes. Do you think there, someone could? There is guys and girls no. there right now that could do it. I think Easily. the women's is because it, no disrespect to the women it is just a, the way in WWE it's a smaller pool of wrestlers mm-hmm. I think the women's could probably see a three or four time winner but uh, if they put that on uh, someone like Charlotte Flair who gets a lot of stick even though she had that big losing record yeah. last year I, no that, no absolutely, absolutely that's the thing I mean I mean how much are you willing to bet that Charlotte was actually the, the favourite to win the 2019 Royal Rumble? The original plan was Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey. It's why she was added because yeah. she was promised the main event, which I did not see the problem with. So many people moaning, like, you're meant to feel bad about this. This is to get it more sympathy just, it, for I, Becky. Yeah, I didn't see the doubt. Plus, we had that amazing spot with the, them all getting arrested. I love yeah, that. that was oh, amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. That boot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think she was. Sorry. Actually, that's a bit, yeah, I mean, there is guys that have the charisma off mm-hmm. you know like Adam Cole if WWE can hold on to him could certainly do it Dave stop doing that <laughs> um, I think right now the way he's been booked and the way the work Roman could do it mm-hmm. I, I do generally he will be the one to equal it uh, Rollins could do but it as well the, the f- again would allow that I think the way if they continue to book him the way he has it and just don't throw him in everyone's faces yeah they could because they've been smarter the way they've booked him he's now appears the only logical option uh, for the Fiend at Mania he's the only viable mm. guy he's believable enough to beat the Fiend so they've built it in a way well and everyone's like well we need him now whereas they've, they've put him back down they're not throwing the face he's not opening every show he's not closing every show he's kind of there thereabouts you know you can see him but he's he'd be my money he's, he's on my money beyond it'd be him to get the three but I wouldn't be surprised if Randy Orton did it either. Well, I was about to say that before. Jack, you did have two picks, didn't you? Yeah. Before we move to your second pick, the the people who are on two Royal Rumble wins, Hulk Hogan, he's not coming back. He thinks he should, but he's not. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, he's retired. Triple H, I don't think we'll see him in a Rumble match again. Batista, two-time winner, he's retired. John Cena, I could, I could see him before Randy Orton, I think. If he's coming back for one big hurrah, before going full time Hollywood, you would need to come back and guarantee a year. Like he come back at SummerSlam mm. and just dominate right through to the fall of SummerSlam. It's the only I way think, I can see it being done. I think him coming back and surprise winning it would 
would be more would be more out there because if he comes back and dominates, you'll just get the well, oh well, it's, it's super senior. Yeah, yeah, he wants yeah. that big moment at WrestleMania this year because he's in Tampa. I mean, if he won it, if he run the Rumble tonight, going to Tampa, like, it could it could happen. He does live in Tampa, doesn't he? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. That's why he's saying that. Yeah, <laughs> which a lot of, a lot of the talent live in Tampa, don't they? So, but yeah, because obviously Orlando and that's the yeah. base. Welcome uh, to location, location, location. <laughs> <laughs> this week, for a place in the sun, Florida. That's my team. This week, Kevin Steen's looking for an apartment near good schools for his children <laughs> and the WWE Performance Centre. <laughs> uh, Jack, who was the second person you had? I hope it's as out there as Santino. It's it's more the, it's more the same vein as All Santino right. for the same kind of spots. I'd say that my second MVP is R-Truth. Yes! I love this man. <laughs> Someone get this man a promotion. I don't have any promotions, but just do it. Just to clarify for the viewers, uh, David Hockney has given the same look to that pick that he gave to Santino. Oh, this is my confused face. So, sorry, uh, what is it about our truth that made you pick him as like uh, an MVP? What is it like? He is someone that is. Everyone's gonna love him regardless of what he's doing. He's someone that when he's getting there, he's gonna have the instant crowd appeal behind him. He's always got something up his up his sleeve of what might be, whether it be a kind of ditzy area or just some other kind of shenanigans in the match. But name a more iconic moment than him thinking it was a Royal Rumble match, eh, money in the bank match, bringing in that ladder, climbing up to the top, looking up and seeing nothing. He finally conquered his fear of spiders and ladders. He gets all the way up there. For it to mean nothing, it's it's priceless. It's timeless. Mm. As do you know, the only time I wasn't a fan of our truth in the rumble was 2012 because they specifically had a match with him and Miz, uh, the Raw before the rumble, and if the loser they were making out how bad it was going to be to be number one. The loser was going to be number one, and our truth came out third, and it was just it. They completely it killed it. Yes. Yeah. And this was his return. This is when he started, you know, the, the daft face character mm. that he's kept for so long and reinvented. Maybe that's why Nia Jax pulled him to punish him for that. <laughs> that that's another, I, I didn't even thought of that until you mentioned it. Yeah. He, he leads to iconic moments as well. He adds to, you know, Kane's legacy with the eliminations. You know, he's an elimination for Kane. He adds to, you know, Nia Jax, you know, being in the match and like, oh God, we're getting into intergender wrestling in WWE. You know, yeah, even 2010, you know, we talk about unexpected people eliminating people. Him eliminating Mark Henry and uh, Big Show at the uh, same time. The two guys are like locked in a struggle. They can't move each other and our truth comes in <laughs> as if he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and just goes, bang! <laughs> throws both of them over the ropes. Just easily, yeah. You know, if it was a more, if it was a more... I was going to say credible, credible wasn't what I'd say for instance if it was someone that was like Randy Orton or that that did that getting the both of them out, out of the ring they wouldn't have got a big up off as well mm, yeah. it's kind of like in 2006 when Triple H eliminated Kane and Big Show at the same time you know that, it, it kind of felt like that you know it would have been bigger mm. say if it was like the Rey Mysterio for example mm. that did it I mean, physically I'm not sure he could do it but you know what if he did do it it'd be damn impressive or even just the, the other one that made me think of that Maven eliminating Undertaker well yeah I'll, I'll let you go into that a bit more because I was about to say we're in our last 10 minutes we've talked about so many people we could talk about our usual people you likes of Ric Flair Triple H and all that but what I'm going to do is get you a, an underrated MVP someone just for one classic elimination well and Dan as soon as you've mentioned Maven we'll start with you yeah Who, just it, when I remember watching that Rumble I was watching about a few weeks ago. Taker's on the tear, like eliminating, like he took on both the Harleys and Lita at one point. Mm-hmm. 
knock them all out. And then as he's like mouthing off, just like get like get your ass back up to the locker room. Maven just with this one drop kick sends him at the ring, mm-hmm. and the look that's all that was just Taker's expression of that actually just happened. Mm-hmm. Oh no! It's the perfect storm of it being an unthreatening guy, the pop of the crowd, and JR's by God. Oh yeah! And then again, the Undertaker selling it. A really underrated moment for that is when Scotty Too Hot comes out next entrance when he starts pummeling. He gets back <laughs> in the ring, starts pummeling Maven, yeah. and Scotty Too Hot he's dancing in the ring. Oh yeah! <laughs> and Undertaker walks halfway up the ramp, waits for Scotty to walk to him, and goes. Relax, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Jack, who's someone what uh, a shock elimination that always sticks with you? Some an elimination that you like? It's one that happened most recently. I can't mean if it was the year last year, the year before, so I was looking up there. It was Baron Corbin. It says on the because I can't even think of who it was, but it was a moment that it was was a Braun Strowman, I think it was. It was yeah, on the tail. Yeah, and it was just everyone just kinda being an absolute shit, and all of a sudden Baron Corbin out of nowhere runs rope to rope and probably gets one of the best clotheslines I've ever seen. Yes. Get thrown around. That's that's etched in my memories up there. And Strowman sells it so well as well. Yeah. And the crowd pop because he is on the Undertaker style tear. Mm. And the commentators again sell it brilliantly because this is Braun just in. This is Braun without a loss, you know. And people are like, oh my god, what the, how are they going to get him out there? And then Baron Corbin just bang it, it's such a good clothesline as well it was like just the the speed of it all happened yeah. and the way he took it the way he fell it was built mm. up his reaction after it it's always going to be up there is one of my mm. favourite eliminations it's not like one of those slow ones where you know you're trying to get a big guy over it was just it happened as if it was just a regular person it was just, it was just like an absolute bulldozer and there was nothing I'd, yeah. I hadn't seen anything quite like mm. it in a match before so I was fully yeah. former footballer yeah. former footballer as well it was just like a big tackle <laughs> <laughs> Love that, yeah. uh, Alan, what is an elimination that just sticks out to you? Okay, this is going to be very controversial. Mm. Vincent Mann eliminating Stone Cold in 99. That is, that, oh. that is the elimination. That uh, is because the two of them start together mm-hmm. and Austin stomps a mud hole in McMahon. It's vicious. <laughs> and then they end up in the crowd, they end up in the toilets where the corporation beat the crap of Stone Cold. Stone Cold goes to the hospital and then reappears about 20 spots later. Mm-hmm. And then just eliminates everyone, the hundred thousand dollar bounties on his head. And then the great one comes down, starts mouthing off, and Vinnie Mac, who's been in commentary for half the show, flips him over, goes to WrestleMania. Or did he? Find out next week. <laughs> we don't want to spoil this pay-per-view that aired twenty one years ago. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Maybe that put me last time I've never seen it. When does the 9pm rule come into it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, who's an uh, nomination that sticks out to you? You know what actually I really enjoyed seeing? 2018, Heath Slater eliminates Seamus. That's all right as well. I know. No, no, no. It is a great elimination. The story of Heath Slater in that match, he gets mm-hmm. beat from pillar to post before he even gets in the ring. And then when Baron Corbin just eventually does throw him in and then Sheamus comes out who as we know has already won a Royal Rumble so you expect him to do quite well and he's done he's been in the final four a couple of times as well so you'd expect him to at least have a decent showing he Slayer eliminates him two seconds in the same way that Kane eliminates Santino what's about Sheamus that threw him in it was Sheamus, Sheamus throws him in no, Cor- yeah. Corbin Andrade and like all the other yeah, ones on the way by just came up, yeah. Andrade's one's brilliant Andrade just runs by him without breaking a stride a penalty kick style a penalty kick that could have won a penalty shootout yeah. just goes poof 
it's just it's just the fact that you know, Heath Slater just gets all this abuse from all the guys coming out and then Seamus throws him in and then Heath Slater just gets his immediate revenge in such quick fashion and to put the exclamation on top and I think this was Michael Cole's commentary uh, Seamus was eliminated on his birthday in his that fashion birthday. Yeah, yeah his 40th birthday he won the tag titles later so I think that took a bit of the sting out of yeah, it yeah but it was just a sheer sort of feel good but st- at the same time the shock factor was there with it yeah. you know because you thought well Heath Slater's getting tormented in this match let's give him this really nice moment just to sort of like give the give him a pop from the crowd Quack I'll let you go just so I don't steal one of yours just in case because you've already well, stole Dad's one was stolen but I do still think that we should mention this guy even though he's won it twice Randy Orton mm-hmm. because the like just the way he could clear out the ring with his RKO's mm-hmm. although they're very sim- as a simple move it's still entertaining to see it just mm-hmm. like get a chain of like 7, 8, 9 maybe yeah. and just constantly at it like he's got um, infinite uh, specials on yes. WWE <laughs> yeah. or something it's just so great and funny to see them all just <laughs> just happen it happens in all directions so yeah Randy Orton what I'm going to say we mentioned him earlier on Rikishi his elimination of both the Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hot because <laughs> after the dance yeah, he, he, he usually took a step back and let them dance because they were the actual dancers and it's the, the step back and you think oh they're going to go and do what they usually do like, oh come on big man get in it and he just bulldozes both of them the hats come flying off and he just both them throws them over I think that for me solidifies Rikishi's that performance and that moment solidifies Rikishi as a Rumble MVP for me I think he's someone that is was criminally overlooked I think a month or two run with the WWE title you know in an era where the title was changing you know thick and fast mm. I think it would have been absolutely perfect to give Rikishi a run but yeah, there's just so many there was like a Kurt Hawkins last year, you know, well in the still in the midst of the losing streak, Titus O'Neil runs at him, gets thrown over the rope. Titus O'Neil, we could mention, is a Rumble MVP just for one moment and the greatest Royal Rumble when he slips. Can't see me for match we've missed the longest serving Royal Rumble competitive ever. His name's next right in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just that that means, yes. He's still on the twenty fifteen Rumble. <laughs> no, he got eliminated twenty sixteen trees, isn't it? See I yeah, he, got, he got eliminated in that rumble, not the 2015. Yeah, so he needs to get. Him. I say he needs to go. Like, <laughs> something as well that annoyed me about that. Like, I, I, I liked the moment, but it was when they go, Eric Rowan's not in the match. Like, no, this has been a thing for years. People beat people up and steal their number. It happened. Hey, uh, make your lunch. Yeah, happened in 2018. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens beat up Ty Dillinger. And then they just go, aye, me. No. <laughs> or even 2004, Mike Foley took test place. Yes. Yeah. 2008, Finlay gets disqualified because he jumped the gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number. Well, we talk Rumble MVP, we talk shock eliminations. Miz hanging over the, hanging over the ropes and Hornswoggle just pulls him out. <laughs> so we're just going to finish up so just a quick 10 seconds on each of you who do you think you don't need to have your winner who do you think is going to be the Rumble MVP this Sunday this coming Sunday at time of recording Quacky who do you think is going to be the MVP put on me like that Kofi Kofi Daniel who do you think it will be I would say Kofi but I'm also inclined to think possibly if we get a comeback Velveteen Dream Velveteen Dream is a good shout uh, Drew McIntyre for me Jack's gone with Drew McIntyre Allen. 
Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Uh, you dick. Uh, you Who's you, dick? <laughs> you don't own him, you fucking. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with Jack. I'm also going to say Drew McIntyre. I think I'll make that three for the panel because I don't think Drew's winning, unfortunately. No. I do think he will be the guy to eliminate Brock Lesnar, and I do believe he'll be the guy who eliminates the most people in that match. He's someone. He's just. He's there. Mm-hmm. Right. We've had our waiting time. He's there. You think he's slowly <laughs> making a face transition as well because he's getting a lot more reaction from the crowd now. I think he's doing that tweener thing. It's what we were talking about in the Raw report. Mm-hmm. We were saying he's been kind of given a bit of free reign to have that yeah. kind of control on the mic, kind of show his character. See, but this is what he's of, needed. You know, and he's actually getting popular now. When he's doing his like claymore kick, he's doing that the one, countdown. Two, yeah, three. I told you, he's he's not going to win it, but he's certainly going to do it. But I still think Kane's going to eliminate Brock, and he'll eliminate. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so that's going to do it here for us on Royal Rumble MVPs. This is our second of three Royal Rumble themed shows this month. Last week we did the Royal Rumble quiz that's available on Super Extra Tweet, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and all good Android podcasting sites. Or you can find the link to it at, on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram page at Super Extra Tweet on all of them. Suplex Retweet Extra. Easy for me to say. Is where you'll find all our raw reports, taking smack, not what you think. Start of the draft live and retro reviews, so much there, and I'll be good grabs. Okay. Uh, next week, three for three, the Royal Rumble review, Gary Kernan hosting, and then well we in Scotland like a wee square go in a Royal Rumble match. So a square go review the following week. Who's hosting Square Go? Yeah, hey, Gary. Gary Houghton Square Go Review as well? No, yeah, he's hosting... Such no Derek? No, Derek. Derek, Derek. You'll get Gary Kernahan next week and then you'll get Derek Kernahan the following week for a Royal Rumble Review. Revenge of the (laughs) Kernahan. And then... Then a Square Go Review. So all that remains is to thank my panel. Thank you very much, Quacker. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Merci. Thank you, Jack. Well, thank you. (laughs) 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 Oddly, oddly bloody. That's that's Thank you, Alan. You're welcome. You don't know Ross has not poultry. <laughs> <laughs> Beat it, Bob Bob. <laughs> and thank you very much for standing out short notice, David Hockney. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you very much and good night. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now! Sports Social Podcast Network It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.